Well, hello everyone. Guess what? Let's all head to Minnesota because you can get free college education. Hi, I'm Larry Kortkamp. And I'm Susan Hamilton. And today we're going to start off with what we just kind of teased you with there. Apparently in Minnesota, they've just passed a bill that gives illegal immigrants access to free college education. Well, check it out. Uh, what a perfect way to indoctrinate an entire state in whatever it is they want you to know about, oh yeah, not being an American, being a citizen, yeah. according to their programs. I don't know. It says they've approved the bill that would allow illegal immigrants to benefit from the state's education aid program, proposing to make tuition 100% free in higher education if the families make less than $80,000 a year. Well, what are the well if they just that? crossed the border, they're probably not making $80,000 a year. Yeah. So that makes it pretty easy to make that happen. I wonder if the uh, citizens of the state of Minnesota are all for taking education from their kids and then educating those people that aren't even part of our country. So here's the thing though, do they, what they're doing with their money is so crazy. I don't really think that they're, they're looking at it as though it is our money because we pay the taxes and they are supposed to be representing us and the needs of our collective state if that's the case, if that's what taxes are for, you would think that they would be a little more concerned about making sure the people that pay the taxes approve of the choices that they're making with their money. You know, when we were off camera, we were talking about something totally separate from this, but we were talking about when you first go out, and when I was younger, my mom sent me out in the world and taught you how to manage money in the yeah. beginning, and she did it the old-fashioned way. She hands me a handful of envelopes, and she said, when you get your paycheck, you need to get it in cash, and you need to put your rent money in this one, and you need to put your food money in this so one, and your gas money, right? It was, a, it was so that when you, you, you had a specific amount of money to spend, and when the envelope was empty, you didn't have any more money, particularly in that one that said fun, right? The fun envelope was always never full of anything. It was always the emptiest one first, but I think our... I think most of the people that are elected to office need to go back to the envelope theory. I don't think they really connect the dots between real cash and money and where it comes from and what they need to spend it on. You're exactly right. Everything is digitized today. So they look at it as, what's our budget? It's $28 million. They don't even recognize what that even means right. anymore. How much money is a million dollars and what does it take to produce that much money from the taxpayers that are sending in our little nickels and dimes and, and making our families go without to send taxes off to give ourselves a better way of life, we think, but then that money when it gets there is not really managed that way. Yeah, I'm confused about it because uh, our the way we're running things, okay, so for instance, the difference between the way a corporation runs uses money and a smaller business uses money. And I'm right. talking about a large, what would be considered a large corporation using money. They seem to be in a state of constant tension of debt, right? They're, the money that they need they are used to their sources of money, and so if they want to do any growth or new development or new markets or whatever, they're just so used to having this tension of, you would think that you get to a spot of profit and then you use your profit to grow, but that's not how they do it. That's how the local business space does it, but these 
organizations often will just they stay in this tension of I need this money from the fund, the International Monetary Fund. Well, and or to think that if you don't think that's accurate, you need to go back and study Amazon. Yeah, Amazon never made a profit for years and years and years. Not until just recently did Amazon make a profit. Where did all that money come? How, well, did, they, they how did they do all that stuff? It, because they understand how money works. Yeah, money it was all working. cash flow. It's all it's about all cash flow. flow. Exactly. It's only useful when it's moving. Yeah. Um, and they've got. And so, as far as our country goes, when you start realizing there's the corporation of Minnesota that is handling the money, you know, that's they they're looking at money differently. And I yeah. just I don't know what it's going to take to reel them in, Larry. But man, I'll do everything I can to. to well, try. and it goes back to who are we electing, and they have no. If if we don't like the people that we're electing, we need to make sure that that election process is something that we all think about more, right? We give it more attention. And this, uh, I was I was glad to see this particular article because Texas is starting to make a, a little change here. It says we've recently reinstated that election fraud is now back to being a felony. It was downgraded before, and now they've reinstated the felony crime with a maximum 20-year prison sentence for messing with the elections. We know they're being messed with, and now we need to make the, the penalties relate to these crimes because people think that this is not a crime, but we were talking during the break with a lot of people here in the, in the, uh, in the studio about the importance of civic engagement and the elections in particular, and the people that we elect to all these roles. Everything you do in your life is politics, in one shape or another, you don't think about it, but the, the person that you elect in your local government to be on the, the school board or the, uh, the zoning board, if you elect somebody to be on the zoning board in your little town, they don't get paid for that. It's all volunteer. But the person that you just put on that zoning board now determines which businesses can come into your city. So if they don't like a particular business that's coming in there, the zoning board can kill it. Somebody that gets no compensation, that you thought you were just doing a good thing. I don't even know who these people are. Fred sounds like a nice name. Let's, let's invite him. Or he's lived in the city for a long time. I'm sure he knows what he's doing. But now he just kept you from growing as a city. Or he, or he kept your businesses from receiving whatever help they could get or whatever it happens to be. Yeah. Right down to those little tiny positions that are not compensated, those things are, are affecting your lives every single day. They really are. I know. Signage. How do we get yeah. that? We get really the fight for, for the signage. And I know that uh, another aspect of that is if you're going to do any of your own home. If you know, I come from a long line of blue collar, we know how to fix something kind of guys. Yeah. And you know how to build onto your home. You know how to do this or that. And more and more of these pl zone, planning and zoning committees are, really exist to kind of shut that down. And well, you got to realize that is your prerogative as a homeowner, right? Yeah. You should be able to get in there and do what you want. And then some of these, like you said, it's an unelected appointed official that is going to start deciding what that city policy enforcement is, right? What's and it the, regulates, it yeah. regulates companies, it regulates residential. Mm -hmm. So I, in your, and this, there can be good reasons for in, it. In sure. your lovely city of Richardson, I was establishing a business there that required accounts, people that were working, you know, and what we would think of as a white collar job. It required a certain element of quiet, and someone was applying to install a basketball training camp for teens. <laughs> and this isn't a strip center; we share a wall, and they were going to install basketball hoops on our shared wall and install a new floor and they were going to hold trainings all day in basketball. This was a, a zoned area for industrial, not for that. And suddenly when I went down to kind of complain about it because it was going to interfere with my workspace, I was a child hater. 
I didn't like kids. I didn't like them playing in sports. I didn't like basketball. So they framed you. They framed me as this yeah. hater person when all it was was we're going to share a wall, which later on was, it could not help but be proved correct. In fact, so many balls were hitting the wall that moved into our space by a foot. They had to come out and rechange it. The noise was incessant. It was all day long. I had employees threatening to sue me because they were getting headaches from the pounding on the wall that we shared. So all these things, because a group of people passed a zoning regulation, uncompensated un people that were just volunteering passed a zoning regulation, they had no idea what they were doing. But you know, whether it's elected or non-elected officials, they are trained through the councils of government and yeah. the international councils of government, which is a link that we always put. If you follow OBBM Network Weekly News uh, on our Rumble channel, we've got a description box, and you can actually just kind of take your own rabbit trail understanding of what this international council of governments are, yeah. but they create the handbooks and they create the training for your elected and non-elected local officials so that they can tell how to run your city according to those sustainable development goals. But we talk yeah. about civic engagement. When you and I talk about it, it means you just have to take an active role in yeah. your government, right? You you've, got, you've got to participate. You've got to be aware. It's always so sad when we come away from one of these local elections and we see that they had a 4% turnout, 8% turnout, 8% of the people that could vote only 8% decided to even come out and decide and to vote. And what do you think that is? Do you think that they just don't think it makes a difference? That yeah, they can't get there? Yeah, total voter apathy. They or, just don't think it's important. You know, I don't know. Do we know? Do we know about the vote? Do we know about the things that... Because even when you're going to vote, they, the way that language is used yeah. to describe the bill, a lot of times the title of the bill is completely opposite of what is inside of that or bill. Or the proposition. It could be a rule yeah, or regulation. Back. Those propositions are the worst. Yes. They're paragraphs. Where they get your money, folks. There are paragraphs that are written by very educated people who are cleverly using double negatives, ways that they, they create that question's answer as they write it. But getting back to the election turnout, when you have 4 and 8%, a lot of times when you see an election result and the, uh, the winning candidate they just use percentages, right? Mm -hmm. So the winning candidate got 59% of the vote. But if you look into the numbers, particularly in cities, that could be as little as 80 people. So now they are running the direction of this city with 59% of the vote in a city of 16 or 20,000. So how easy is it to manipulate people showed them? up to vote. So how easy is that to manipulate then? I mean, I so, I, well, it is. And clearly Governor Abbott felt like there was something yeah. to do about it. So I'm glad that he finally decided to re reinstate yep. uh, that it is a, 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 fe a, felony. a felony penalty now yep. if they find you being a part of this dirty business in the vote. But I want to um, see people that really are creating fraud. You know, whenever... I don't want to beat this up or anything, but whenever they have one of these, it, it's kind of like the show pony. They always bring out the, the one poor person who got five extra votes when they shouldn't have. You know, they, they ran around and got ballots or they threw three things in the trash. But that's was, not what's that's happening. Not the, that's no. not the voting fraud. Mm -hmm. How about the movie 2,000 Mules that covers six key states where yeah. there's hundreds of thousands of fake ballots that are being sure. used? Those aren't ever brought up on charges, and I'm hoping that 
some of these laws, maybe now they'll start to prosecute some of those. Types because of it can matter. It can matter. We've got local runoff elections we've, actually shifting the city council. We've got a president because it matters that we didn't vote for, right? Ah, uh, you know. The, the most popular president in history. Is that the is that the case? Yeah, eighty-five percent of the vote or whatever it was that he got. Fortunately, his numbers currently only say he's got thirty-three percent. But I tell you, it's not just going to vote. If it was just going to vote, that's one thing. But that's not enough because for far too long we've allowed just not just allowed. I think in our apathetic manner. Oh, those elderly people over there with all that extra time, they'll manage the vote. Guys, I run the, the voting locations. You I've been a judge. I like, and, and I have been for a couple of years now. And yep. I'm here to tell you, it's a job. It's a lot of work. And so when you're putting that on a handful of elderly people, that I mean, even from moving the equipment to setting it up to then making sure that you can see the poll, right, and the, the accountability, it is a lot of work. And if you don't participate in that, how would you know where the problems are? And I really urge everybody to take a closer look at that. You've got to see where those problems are for yourself, you know, because otherwise might, you're just believing the news media narrative. In a narrative. democratic republic, a constitutional republic, one would think that that would be a good thing to teach kids in school. Whoa. Well, you know what? Maybe if we were actually teaching education, yeah. that would be a part of it. Yeah. How, do, how do they run? You're right. And, and it, when it comes to education, we are missing the point which is the point, because you, that's, you only, it only takes one generation to yeah. lose a nation. And we don't need to be doing that. So anyway, over here in Irving, for instance, we actually were able to move in people that could make a bigger difference. So guys, uh, just pay really close attention because we're not done. We've got a couple more votes coming in and before we get to 2024. And of course, everybody knows that. Did you know that every November there's an election? Did you know it? It's, you may not have even thought about that. But yes, get involved because sometimes those are when your state constitutions are being amended. And a couple years ago, what was actually on the books was whether or not an elderly person or anyone in an assisted living center had the right to have a constant communication with somebody on the outside. If that was almost <laughs> taken off of our rights, mm. because we give away our rights, folks. Yeah. Nobody comes and takes them. We give but them away. You know me. I shudder. Anytime somebody says there ought to be a law. No. No, well, you don't want yeah, a, law, a law, but you want a protection. And, and, yeah. and it's something that, to look over. It words, shouldn't have should, been. It should that, never have been a problem. Exactly. That's already a right yes, they have. Nobody exactly. can imprison you into a But they did, and they did situation. over the COVID term. They time. did over the COVID. Yeah. My mom's 100 years old, and I couldn't see her. We had to celebrate one of her late-year anniversary birthdays through the window of the third floor of the... It's such a nonsense And John, thing. you know, Power of a Positive Playlist podcast on the OBBM network. I hope you're watching that. Uh, he, he just does a fabulous job, but that's, that's the space that he works in. Yeah. And to have to, to love people through the windows with his music, with, with his therapeutic, whether it's music, and, and he has some counseling with that. He does yeah. a really great job. But, you know, what a tough thing. But I'm, I'm, on that subject, we just talked about COVID for a second. I see that a new state law that's that's right here. Again, Governor Abbott, I, I'm not a huge fan, but he's been making some good decisions of late. Uh, and he has signed a bill that bans vaccine and mask mandates across Texas uh, so that hopefully that doesn't happen again. Some say that the restrictions in the bill don't go far they enough. Don't. And, I, and I would agree with that. I, I just think this whole thing is nonsense. But uh, anybody at this point who still thinks that masks made a difference 
I really think they should be forced to go back through school again. These are obviously ignorant people who no. cannot read because the studies and tests that have come out have proved beyond a shadow of a doubt that all that mask stuff was just pure nonsense. It says it's still completely legal for your private employer to force you to get the jab, and yeah. and so that is a problem. It and literally so, is yeah. killing hundreds of thousands yeah. of people globally. Well, in the masks, my grandson yeah. is asthma. I mean, this he's really that's that should not have happened. But his first his Head Start year, and then his yeah. first year having to wear that continually. No, he was at the doctor's office continually. It was we were so fortunate here at OBBM to have early on relationships with uh, Dr. Peter McCullough. Uh, yeah, yeah, we knew better. Yeah, we we we. But we were learning from the front line doctors. Yeah. Right. The people that were actually treating the patients. But they were what's being working censored. And, what's not. and, and so, they were telling us yeah. right off that ventilators were killing people. Right. Ventilators were killing people. We were told right off. Front line doctors weren't being heard. They were being censored, fired. Doctor McCullough lost a job at Baylor two weeks after he did one of our interviews. It was just sad stuff. Yeah. But those people were in charge, and they were uh, certainly making us pay for it, weren't they? Well, we've got to. Like I said, it's not just enough to participate in the way votes happen, right? Yeah. And to make sure we cast a vote. But you know what? Having relationships in your neighborhood is pretty doggone important. And I know you and I both believe that. You in, in your neighborhood, you know your neighbors, I know them in mine, and it's, it's important to participate in those types of things. And you know, you, it's easy to get into a spot where, and I'm sure this is where they were headed, and a lot of communities actually did this, where yeah. you know, I don't feel bonded to my neighbor anymore. I don't feel like I can communicate well, with my neighbor anymore. Well, it's easy to get that Because way. we've all decided if you just, if state media is the only thing you're getting, then there's a visceral response to anyone who doesn't believe like you do. And that, of course, was the point. Yeah. You know, but that doesn't solve anything. And we're going to have to get to know people because otherwise you're limited to a story and a narrative. They're telling you a vision. This is the, the way they see the world. This is what you need to understand. I always say that that's even the city council does that, commissioner's court. All the horseshoes do that. They're going to get together. They're going to come up with a consensus. And then they're going to tell you how it is. They're going to present it to you at the meeting. And you have very little say but in you any know, of it at that point. But you know point. what they're trying to bring into that world for those candidates is they're really trying to limit what you're able to know about them as candidates. So as an employer, we are subject to a lot of human resource rules and regulations. Yeah. I can't ask you this question, I can't ask you this question, I can't ask you that question. But now they're starting to move that into this candidate space as, as well. They are not allowed to identify as one of the political parties. You can't put on many of these that you're a Republican or a Democrat. Well, that's a key thing, number one. You know, one. it's that's always been considered, I don't know that that's new. I it's mean, not that's, new. Yeah. I'm just saying, why, it's considered is, bipartisan. why is that even part of anything? Because yeah. if you are a Democrat, you think a certain way to start with. If yeah. you're a Republican, you think another way. You're either big government, little government. That mm -hmm. would tell me something about you. And then beyond that, you're not allowed to ask so many other questions that, that the questions they want you to hear, the, the things they want you to hear about a candidate now, I'm a wife and a mother, I've got three lovely children, and I attend church. Oh, that's great, but how do you feel about illegals getting free college? Or I'm a wife and a mother, and I would never go to church, and I'm raising my kids like this. It's like all yeah. of those, like you're making a social determination rather than on, okay, the yeah. city needs management. Yeah. How is it going to be managed? Because somebody that I'm electing for that seat is going to represent me. Yeah. And so we... we have a responsibility. To, there's only two things we need to do to be free.
to be free women, free men, and that is one, is to hold our elected officials accountable, and the second is to correct their administrative errors. And so often we just see something and we go, ah, crap, you know, that's how it is. Well, those people do it this way. And I think that that's missing the point because do we know them? Have we talked to them? Have we expressed our opinion? Have we had, you know, I've had long conversations with people that have run for council positions and late where that's been great. Uh, I have not done as great a job on the follow through. Yeah. But I've learned, and I, now there are some people that I voted for well, when I first when I first I started paying attention. I will to a certain account. You are the CEO of a network. You don't have a lot of time. The follow up is a little tough. For no, you but that's why that's why I was really happy that they would talk to me so late at night, right? Yeah. So sometimes it was ten, ten thirty. I'm having these conversations, but those are the, now the the follow up is important, and I didn't understand that previously, and I understand it like nothing before over the last couple of years. We got to talk to them and say, hey, wait a minute, did you do this? I mean, responding to Beth Van Dyne, I saw. I saw how she voted on McCarthy, uh, right, for Speaker of the House. I, was, I watched her, and it's like, wait a minute. You know, who's responsible in, in, in my area? Who's really representing me? Because, you know, odds are really good that only eight people have reached out to them. So you want to be in that because you want to have that ear. So since then, uh, I really am grateful that I follow Social Impact Podcast on Telegram and it be, we, I can pay attention to what legislation, who to talk to. I'm connected to some groups in town that I'll get an email that'll say, these are the legislators, reach out to them because this you got an opportunity to move this bill forward or to squash this one. And we, we got to take those steps and they're time consuming. But I got to tell you, it's not as time consuming as you'd think. Some of that stuff has I've been able to do it in between the shows that we produce here on the OBBM network. And you know, here at the network, we actually have, and it's not just here, but in media in general, we have a, we have the good fortune of meeting a lot of people who are either running for office, want to be in or yeah. in office, right? Because they they come to us for attention and visibility. They want to be seen or heard. And I've and I've sat down with so many of the younger ones that have come in, or and not necessarily young, young to the business, right? So it, it may, not an age necessarily, but they haven't been in politics before. And again, going back to some of these numbers for small towns, we're talking about small numbers. But they'll come in and they say, I want to run for office in my town of wherever, and I need money, lots of it. I need a lot of money. i got to make a lot of signs. Well, when you start looking at the numbers of people, again, let's get back to 300 people voted. Why don't you just put on your shoes and start knocking some doors and introduce yourself to 300 people? You don't need a lot of money to hit this. This isn't a small town. You need to get out there and talk to people. You don't need lots of money. Why do they come to us and say, we need lots of money, instead of saying oh, we Larry, need votes? Because they do. They need Marketing lots of is money. expensive. They've got to put those signs up. I mean, and I'll tell you what, those print companies don't come in and give them some kind of deal. You know, during no. political season, they're going to gouge up that printing dollar like crazy, and they've got to have signs, and they've got to have But flyers. that's what the rule book says that so they got crazy. from the International School of Governance right? that says you need to have 622 signs to this dimension, instead of saying, you're only going to get 300 votes, go get your butt out there and get the door knocked and get 300 votes. No, but votes. don't you find it's frustrating that at the end of the day, uh, you know, a week, maybe two days or a week before the vote day, you get like 20 postcards and three of them are for the same candidate. Yeah. I mean, you just get bombarded like crazy. At least we do at our house. But and they don't know when, you, when we bring them in. We do media training here as well. Susan's excellent at that. But you'll, you'll put them in the hot seat and you'll ask them some questions and how do you feel about you know taxation or how do you feel about illegal immigrants they they are so tongue-tied 
with yeah. real they don't answers answer to real those questions. Straight up. They just want to be the beauty pageant. Well, yeah, I there's want a reason world for peace that. and everybody to be happy. I, I, like, agreed, agreed. So sad. And it drives me boogers because mm. I want to know. I want to know that it's more clear. But what I see is there's a legitimate. So they have these political consultants, even on that small level. You've got political consultants that are are telling them. Don't talk to those person, those people. Don't say this. Don't say that. You want everybody, and they will do this on the on both sides of the aisle. Yeah. By the way, one of these days we're going to realize there aren't two sides of the aisle. Exactly. There's a uniparty. There are globalists, and there are people that understand what it means to have. <laughs> The United States for America. We have a right to be Americans, and what does it mean, and how do we preserve it? But if you if you are so busy being afraid of an of uh, alienating one party or, uh, or the other, the problem is the people who are really looking for that change, man, you need to be more direct. I want to know beyond a shadow of a doubt that when you're in that position, you're going to represent me. I want to know it. I want to hear you say it. And then I'm going to hold your fake. feet to the fire. How many times have we been told? Yeah. I'd love to go out and say that, yeah, but I've but been told that. that's going to you know, yeah. dissolve half well, of the people. I believe are, this, but I won't say it. Face. And I'm like, you know, you're, only, you're limited to what who your candidates are. So yeah. that brings me to the next thing I'll say about that. You might need to be running. Yeah. You might need to run. We need to be, have better people. Because, for instance, yeah. this school board, in our last story today, I mean, we've got a situation here where she, not far from here, is it was it Plain Valley, Plain View, Plain Texas, View. Um, that where this other man, not not the woman that that's on the video, uh, but she she's at the school board meeting and she's pissed because her daughter came and told her about her friend. So yes, it's third party. The daughter's friend, third party. Yeah, that was actually held down and forced to have oral sex. These little, little six-year-olds carrying on like this in the class. Well, where's the teacher? Where? And she, so you know, she brings it up there. She has yeah. this conversation, and this guy's going. The rest of us in the in the community know it. They put this video out, and all the. But this is phone back numbers. to accountability and voting for the school yeah. board. I wish we could go into more detail on that. We had a great show today. Come back and see some more. We'll be back in just a minute. Today, you're not limited to traditional mainstream media that doesn't support your family, your life, your values, or your business. OBBM Network News is available Monday through Friday at 5, nine, five and 9 Central and 6 and 10 uh, Eastern on Traverse TV and available to anyone on many smart TV apps such as Rumble, Roku, and Traverse TV. Connect with us on OBBMDFW.locals.com. Truth, Gab, Getter, and more. Remember to subscribe, rumble, like, and share wherever you're using social media. Get the audio podcast version of this show and over 30 others when you subscribe to the OBBM Network Podcast on Spotify, iHeart, and wherever you're listening to podcasts. Thank you for watching and letting your friends know about this program. And do please consider being a member of our Locals.com community at the $5, $10, or $25 level. And you can reach that through the QR code on your screen. We're 100% grassroots funded by you. We want to thank our advertisers and remind our viewers to use their products and their services.